Today in Agronomy on KFILAM AM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. Today is November 4th, 2020, um, episode number 47, Josh. Um, harvest is actually, we're nearing the end of, you know, corn and bean harvest across the board. So uh, just moved into the month of November, but still really nice calendar wise. And I think the real beauty of us kind of finishing up some of our, our harvest this time of the year is just so we can hopefully capture some of these, some of the nicer days we we have left for some of the tillage work. And I know some have been after it already and, and gotten some nice work done that way. So I think that's, that's good to see, but um, any just general comments from your area, more extreme Southeast? Um, no, I mean, just a, a great week of weather here. Um, we kind of had this little mini blast of winter uh, in October, which was a little unexpected. Um, but yeah, just a, a great week and, and kind of looking at, you know, the nice weather that we've been encountering here the, the first half of the week. It looks like we'll continue maybe through Sunday or so. And I think um, I think everyone's kind of motivated to really push through this good weather. And, um, you know, corn's getting pretty dry and probably actually going to drop moisture a little bit this week again, which a lot of times you get to November, that doesn't happen very often, but we kind of got um, a really nice stretch here, which I think will dry down. And I guess the only big watch out alley, um, you know, corn is getting pretty dry. We had quite a bit of wind over the weekend, um, you know, probably starting to see the stalks really start to go on some of this. I know we talked about stocks uh, the previous few weeks, but, um, you know, maybe really, you know, kind of having a, an idea of a harvest plan between here and getting finished out over the next uh, week to 10 days will probably be important. Uh, as, as some of the stocks are maybe starting to show some of that weakness from just, uh, you know, the corn getting very mature and very dry and not uncommon to see that on falls like this. Yeah, kind of, it, like you said, now's the time where maybe you're shifting around your harvest order just a little bit. It was hard to really clearly define that harvest order a little earlier on, just being as dry as we were. We didn't see maybe as much stock degradation as early as we might have in the past, but regardless, just keep an eye on that and let us know how we can help from that arena. But I was just going to give a quick overview, Josh, I'm kind of corn data from the area. Um, we're getting really close to wrapping up all of our product knowledge plots, uh, getting those harvested across the area. Across the board, we're currently sitting at a 242 uh, bushel breaker average across our corn set. Um, I believe that's, you're gonna have to check me on the number of locations there. I think we're in the ballpark of high 40s right now. Uh, we got a, a, just a couple to get out yet. I, I don't have the final count and I know uh, our, our agronomy team is working on getting that finalized. I think we'll have that wrapped up here at the end of the day, which is is pretty awesome. But um, yeah, we're still trending above that that overall set average record. I'm not sure if we'll break it for sure. Um, I think it's going to be extremely close. Um, but yeah, we'll kind of know maybe here tomorrow morning if we we break that record and on the bean side of it, we did really well. You know, Elliot, um, we kind of had an exciting year. A lot of, um, you know, in our trials, especially for Pioneer, we, we launched a um, quite a few new products uh, across Southeast Minnesota. We also kind of had our, you know, really our, our biggest commercial volume launch of Chrome. And, um, you know, I think as we kind of get through the data here and start looking at it, um, you know, Allie, I think um, Chrome and some of the new hybrids is probably, um, you know, maybe been as exciting as anything we've dealt with here in uh, the, the last, you know, maybe five, 10 years here for Pioneer. Yeah. And I think before we maybe dig into, like you said, I mean, Newer products slash Chrome being new for us, you know, very exciting things across the board. But I think some are still, you know, just trying to get their head wrapped around what is Chrome. Um, so I think just quickly maybe walking through that, if that's all right. So Chrome products, they are a molecular stack. So you have your same utilities as what you'd experience in our AMXT version. So both fully traded options for your corn on corn acres. Um, but the way that we're, you know, inserting these 
um, this into our plant as a much more efficient way. So you just look back to, you know, in the past, maybe a lesser traded version held a little bit more yield. And when we converted those over to a fully traded option, they may be left a little something to be desired, whether that be agronomically or on the yield side of things. Um, but with Chrome, you know, the way that we're able to convert our, our products into that fully traded option, it's just a very efficient manner. It allows us to utilize more of our germplasm pool, which allows us to bring you, you know, more newer products um, in a more efficient and, and consistent manner. Anything else you'd you'd add there? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great summary. And and I think if I if I really look at it, um, you know, at an oversimplified way, it just has really maybe unlocked a yield barrier that we've been stuck with on corn on corn. Um, just from a standpoint of, you know, maybe not seeing a lot of new fully traded products come to market in recent years. Um, and, and really not having some of that, you know, I don't know if it's the right term, yield drag, or maybe just some of those preferred genetics in that trade platform where we got above ground and below ground protection. Um, but when you do look at some of the, the Chrome performance across the area, the part that excites me is, you know, these new products agronomically are very well suited for corn on corn. And on the flip side, we're also getting just, just really strong yield performance when you pair it with, with those background genetics paired with Chrome. It just seems like we've been able to take the corn on corn acre really uh, to, the, to the next level, which, you know, in previous years, we've maybe seen guys really favoring for, towards the doubles where they're corn on beans and, and, and maybe think there's a little bit more yield there. Um, where Chrome has really just allowed um, our corn on corn producers access to a lot of new hybrids, great new technology with Chrome and, and uh, the performance. I think when we get all done and, and publish our agronomy summary book, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit about in the second segment, uh, I think the performance will, will speak for itself. Yeah, and like you said, this will be included in our agronomy summary book, and we do plan to, to hit on that a little bit more in segment two. But specifically, I think it's nice to just hone in on. We did have um, three locations, two of which had heavy rootworm feeding um, and some other agronomic, you know, things out of our control come through this season and just really impressed with the way these products um, handled themselves across some of those tougher environments. So I think it'll be nice for for everyone to experience across those acres if they haven't already. Back from break, we'll talk a little bit more about what's to come. <music> 